Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Job chapter 19, verses 25 through 27 say, But I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after this body of mine is destroyed, outside my flesh I will look on God, whom I, even I, will look on for myself, and my eyes will see, I and no other. My inward parts that long for God are consumed within me. This famous verse from Job will be the subject of the life study that I'll discuss with Francis Ball today. Welcome back to the studio, Francis. Thank you very much. Very glad to be with you, Matt. Francis, Job chapter 19, verse 25, is one of those golden verses that Many readers of Job appraise quite highly, but we're going to see a new view of this verse today, aren't we? I believe we'll see something that we didn't realize would be here unless we're very much in this ministry and find out what God's real purpose is, because it was something revealed even to some extent in Job. You want to say a little bit about it, Francis, before we start and get in with Witness Lee, give a little uh, brief introduction to what Witness Lee is going to say? Well, this book, of course, is an Old Testament book one of the earliest Old Testament books, as far as time is concerned. And the light that Job had was very encouraging in the situation he was in, but it wasn't very realistic for his situation because he didn't have the New Testament revelation of Christ being in him. But he did have the realization that he would see the Lord. So we're going to see some new view before we get through this message today of uh, Christ being visible. I remember being in these meetings, Francis, and this particular life study was the main one I remember out of all the Job life studies. I'm looking forward to this one in particular, so I hope our listeners will stay with us. I think we've got a special treat for them in the life study of Job with this particular program, which is printed message number 14. When we go to Witness Lee, Francis, he's going to talk about the word for earth that literally means dust in the Hebrew And I wanted to mention that before Witness Lee goes to it, because he's going to talk about that, and I want to make it clear before we started. Okay, let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study. Job knew that his Redeemer lives. He will stand upon the dust. Very meaningful. If we don't have the complete vision of God's economy, we would think... Job's word was okay. But the New Testament tells us what? My Redeemer lives in me. You have to add this little phrase in me. No more I, but Christ lives. 
Is that okay? No. If Christ only lives, or only lives in heavens, what has that to me? But today, the Redeemer is not only living, but He's living in me. Amen. He lives in me. No more I, but Christ that lives in me. Amen. Not only so, I was made by God in three parts. My outer part is just dust. Christ has not touched it yet. Christ lives in me today. Where? In my spirit. To impart himself from my spirit into the soul. That my soul might be transfused with his element for transformation. But one day at last he will come to stand upon my dust, my body, to touch my body. You have to realize that Christ living is so subjective to us. He lives in our spirit, transfusing some element of his into our soul to transform it. This is what he's doing. Then lastly, he will come out to touch my dust. What's my dust? This ugly body. And this ugly body will be transfigured into a body of his glory. By that time, he will not only stand upon the dust of the earth, but he will touch my dust. Francis, it's not enough to just talk about the Redeemer living, as Job did in chapter 19, verse 25, but it's better to say, as the Apostle Paul did in Galatians 2.20, Christ lives in me. This critical phrase, in me, this is important because it has a lot more to do with us personally. It's more subjective, personal, real in our experience. Talk a little bit about this process of Christ spreading in us from our spirit. I would like to do that, Matt, because in my recent review of a lot of Brother Lee's writings, I've noticed the most important word in the New Testament is the word in, I-N. And that's really what we're talking about today. It's not like Job, who had an objective view and an objective hope that one day he will see the Redeemer. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives, but he didn't know that his Redeemer lived in him. But that's really what the Lord was teaching him all the time. He went through all of these kind of troubles that we read that Job had. But the real purpose of God is to live in us, not just to be uh, our Savior and keeping us from judgment and from condemnation and taking us to someplace else one day. No, his purpose is to live in us right now and to have the revelation that Paul had and which we have received because God revealed it to Paul, and this ministry has been open to us, to realize that Christ lives in me. And that living in me is a progressive experience because he's all the time operating in me by the life that's in me 
to make me the same as he is in life and in nature. Of course, he doesn't make me the same as he is in his omniscience or his omnipotence, because that's not the Godhead. But he's he's working in me to make me the same as he is in life and nature, so I could be, with all the other believers, God's expression on the earth. This is something Job did not see. And we just thank the Lord that we have come to the New Testament age where Christ is living in us. You know, Francis, in all fairness to Job, he uh, lived almost 2,000 years before Christ came. And in Christ's incarnation, in God becoming a man, his living on the earth, going through the human living, dying an all-inclusive death, resurrecting, becoming the life-giving spirit, and ascending into heaven. By his going through this these steps, it really allowed him to live in us as the church today, yeah. for Christ to be in us. So this critical word you're talking about, in, I don't think Job even had a chance to experience that. That's right. <laughs> so in all fairness to him, I guess he just was short of the revelation. And even he said, we covered this in a radio program recently, it was hidden to him. And then we read in Ephesians 3.9, that it was made known through the Apostle Paul. Uh So what was hidden in God's heart back in Job about God's purpose to live in man and become everything to man wasn't really made known until the New Testament time, after the Lord had gone through all those wonderful steps. And we do see in Job an experience of the operation of God in him and on him. So even though he didn't have the revelation, he did have the the hope, the expectation that he would be able to see God when he's out of his flesh. Well, Francis, uh, Job saw what he saw. Hopefully today, and uh, through the help of this radio program, we're seeing more. This process of God spreading from our spirit to transform our soul, renew our mind, and eventually to transfigure our dusty body. Yes. Witness Lee talks about he's coming to stand on the earth. This means... This is the same word for earth is, is dust. We came from the dust of the earth. Our fallen body is, is just dusty. Let's go back to Witness Lee as he talks more about this uh, dusty body we have. Do you now experience Christ living in your spirit, transfusing himself into your soul? Are you waiting for him to come out of you? To touch your dust, to touch your dusty body, your body made of dust. This is our view. Don't think Job's view is complete. It's not complete. It's altogether objective. Not like Paul. Paul is altogether subjective. You know, we do have a lot of dust, don't you? Quite often, this body bothers me to the uttermost. In the night, I have to cover it properly, otherwise I will get cold. Plus it is full of lusts. Think about it. Full of lusts. Do you like your body? Do you hate it? Don't say yes, that's strong. (laughs) If they say, I love my body with patience. Even I love my body with endurance. Don't kill your body. If you kill your body, you commit suicide. That's a big sin. You have to take care of your body, 
to live longer, then you can experience Christ more, then you can minister Christ more to his body, then maybe you will live to the time he comes down to stand on the earth and touch your body of dust. Francis, for a minute there, it almost seemed like Witness Lee was encouraging asceticism, which means to treat the body like it's evil. Yeah. But we saw in his concluding word there that this really isn't the case. We should take care of our body so that we can live longer to experience more of Christ for his body and maybe even remain alive when he comes back to this earth a second time. I'm thankful for every day that goes by. My body gets older, but it gets more full of hope. Francis, you were under Witness Lee's ministry for a long time. What did he say about the body in his ministry? He talked two different things here. On the one hand, he said, do you hate your body? And so they, they said, yes. And he said, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> the Gnostics, they thought the body was evil. Yeah. And uh, But Witness Lee never taught Gnosticism. He no. didn't teach the body was evil, did he? Can you say some more about this? I mean, yeah, you were under his he, ministry he, he for didn't. almost 40 years. He didn't live in that kind of way as though his body was useless or that he should hate it. He took very good care of his body, but he didn't pamper it. He did it with patience and with endurance, and he took care of his body to the very end. But uh, when his body gave way, he was not that discouraged, because his hope was not in his body. His hope was in the Lord's coming, and also in his going to be with the Lord, which eventually we know that he did in 1997. So I really could commend and uh, appreciate Brother Lee's appreciation of the physical realm and of our physical body. As you said, and as he said earlier, our body is of the dust. And we're looking forward when even our body will be transfigured like to his glorious body. You know, in John, First John, it says, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Well, how is he? We're not going to see him as he was on the earth, as Jesus of Nazareth, but we're going to see him as he is, a life-giving spirit. And all that he is is included in this life-giving spirit. And we also have in our being a spirit which is mingled with the life-giving spirit, which eventually will even transfigure our dusty body. You know, Francis, uh, you remind me of a verse in Second Corinthians where it says that we don't know Christ any longer according to the flesh. Right. We only know him according to the Spirit. So I think many people are going to be surprised when they see the Lord as he is <laughs> right. because they have a concept of some picture that they saw on a wall somewhere, and that's not how the Lord is. That's right. Well, let's go on to our final portion with Witness Lee, Francis, and I want to read a hymn from... Uh, the Hymns, which is published by Living Stream Ministry, it's uh, hymn number 949. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read a couple verses from that hymn. Uh, I don't know if our listeners know, but Witness Lee actually wrote more than 200 hymns. Yeah. And in this particular life study, he refers to this hymn. And then as he begins his concluding word here, he's going to mention a couple of the phrases in his sharing. So I want to read these lines, these stanzas. First is, is stanza number two, and it starts out, Christ is the hope of glory. He is God's mystery. He shares with me God's fullness 
and brings God into me. Okay, then stanza four says, Christ is the hope of glory. He is my history. His life is my experience, for he is one with me. Okay, let's go back to Witnessly for the conclusion of today's life study, then we'll come back for some more fellowship. Christ is God's mystery, and he is my history. This indicates by what way Christ today lives. He lives in us. He lives in us. So all the stories about him will become our history. Then lastly, he will come to touch our dusty body. It's very, very meaningful. The New Testament tells us today he lives in us, not only so, but also he is what making his home in our heart. He's making his home. He's getting himself settled gradually in our entire inner being. This is the subjective living of Christ to us. Not just my Redeemer lives. Today we have to shout, our Redeemer lives in us. And is making home, his home in us. And it's transforming our soul. It's going to touch our dust. We have life by him. So we live by him. Then we walk by him. We do things by him. We preach the gospel by him. We pray by him. We read the Bible by him. Today, you just take care of your spirit. Doing everything by exercising your spirit. Then you get the divine spirit living in you, transforming you, making his home in you. I don't know. You need how many sentences to describe this one thing. Not just so simple. My Redeemer lives. No. Today, we say, My Redeemer lives in me to do this, to do that, to, 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 to. Thousand twos? Think about it. My Redeemer lives in me to love my wife. My Redeemer lives in me to speak his word. He lives in me to pray. He lives in me to read the Bible. He lives to me to go to visit sinners. Now what is this, dear saints? This is the very mingling of the triune God with the tripartite man. And this is the answer to Job. My Redeemer lives in me to do thousands of things. Francis, this is the best answer to Job I think I've heard yet. I feel like this life study with Witness Lee today is is one of the classics. Like I said earlier, it's affected me to have this thought, Christ is living in me to do something right now. Is what I'm doing according to what Christ is doing? 
Amen. He's living in me to do so many things. I want to press you a little bit right now for your experience. How long have you been a Christian? About 71 years. Okay, so you've had a lot of experience of Christ living in you to do so many things, and I'd like you to share some of that right now at the conclusion of this program. Well, Matt, it's a real privilege to be able to testify that I do know that Christ lives in me. Somebody asked me not long ago how long I had been in the Lord. I said, well, I was about nine years old when I got regenerated. I got saved in a Baptist church. And I told my mother I wanted to join the church that day. Something had happened to me. And she woke me up after the sermon and asked me if I still wanted to join the church. And I told her, yeah, I I did. So I did. And something happened that day that uh, had lasted me all my life. But I didn't know much about it at all. Matter of fact, I knew that I had uh, received Christ, and I didn't know much about what that meant. But I told this same brother who had asked me how long I had been in the Lord. Well, I have been in the Lord probably those 71 years, but I didn't know that the Lord was in me until about 40 years ago. When I heard this ministry, I got the revelation that was pointed out to me in the Word that Christ is in me. And Christ lives in me. And since that time, I have gotten lots of lots of help knowing what he's doing in me. He's not just in there resting and waiting till I die so I can go somewhere. No, he's in me operating all the time. All the time, he's renewing my mind. And I'm so thankful for that because my mind really is my biggest problem. So when I... uh, realize that Christ is in me, renewing and transforming my mind, then I have the assurance that the Lord is living in me. And then I saw also my emotions are so fickle, so I need to know that Christ is living in me, and he's transforming my emotions to make me love the Lord, to love the saints, to love the church, to love the Word of God, to love the believers. This is a really marvelous transformation that we experience by knowing that Christ lives in us. It's not our doing, and it's not our natural love, but it's Christ himself living in us, transforming our emotions and even our will. And now we have today in this message the realization that Christ is going to spread himself even into our mortal body. He's going to transfigure our dusty body to be like his glorious body. First John chapter 3, it says, We will see him as he is. He is now the life-giving spirit, and we're going to be like him. So that means our dusty body is going to be transfigured into the likeness of the all-inclusive life-giving spirit. How that will be, I'm waiting to see. But I do praise the Lord. This light has come to us now, and I hope with many of our listeners, they could have the realization right now, Because you are a believer in Christ, Christ lives in you. He's waiting for you to give him the opportunity to be everything to you. He will be even the very clothes you wear. He'll be the very thinking you'll have. And he will renew your mind with his word. He'll wash your mind with his word. All the things that he can do in us is just to make us more like him. You know, Francis, you talked about our mind getting renewed. You you said your mind is a big problem. The thoughts you have and it's Christ in you uh, sanctifies you in your thinking. 
And then also you talked about your emotions being fickle and Christ in you helps you love the saints in a proper way and the Lord will transfigure our, your body. I was actually thinking of an experience I had today related to my will. You know, sometimes we make decisions and I was considering what to do, which way I should go on this certain thing uh, today and eventually which one is Christ doing? Mm-hmm. Is Christ in me? And it was easy. I know if I do that, it's more likely that Christ is doing that. That really is more along the lines of what Christ is doing than if I go do that. So so it was easy for me. It was an easy decision. So even in our will, Christ within is working to that our will would be one with him. So yes, we would follow right. him and uh, be one with him in the decisions we make. Amen. Well, Francis, uh, I appreciate you coming in today for this special program. I've really enjoyed getting some input from you and from the message Brother Lee gave. Well, Francis, I hope our listeners have received some input from uh, Christ himself. Amen. Who wants to be more in them, to them, for them, to be rich to them in his full salvation, as you were sharing. I thought, what a wonderful salvation God has given to us. Amen. And uh, this is really good news. I hope our listeners are enjoying it as they're driving down the road or wherever they are right now. And also, if you'd like to purchase the printed life study messages that go along with these radio programs so you can follow us, We'll be happy to give you the information on that as well. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.